Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we're cool. We're good. All right, all right. Just making sure. Uh, so first of all, uh, thank you for being down, for being a part of an episode. Uh, my name is Michael. Uh, truly means a lot that anyone gives a shit and wants to be a part of these, so I truly uh, appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for having us on, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick before we get started here in a little bit. Uh, like I might have mentioned in the emails, the way it kind of goes is I have like a list of some questions, but for the most part, um, tangents are fine, stories are fine. Um, I'd rather have it be like a conversation than just like a question and answer type deal. So if there's right. anything you guys want to bring up or, or the three of you want to bring up, uh, feel free to, to bring it up and we'll, we'll chat about whatever you, you want to talk about. So like, how, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> uh, just you know, dealing with the the heat of the start of the summer. I'm sure you guys are dealing with the same stuff out there, right? Oh yeah, we're we're currently out in a garage right now. It's probably about 90 degrees in here. Oof. Well, uh, I'll try not to keep you guys, you all too long, um, and uh, not have you like make make you guys just sit out in the heat this entire time. So. Uh, I love being out of here. It was great. Yeah. So I guess I'm the punchline in your fucking joke of our life. You and you. So just take the fuck out of my What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, I have the band Pronouns on. Uh, for people that don't know, uh, Pronouns is an alternative daisy core band out of Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, how are y'all doing tonight? Good. We're doing good. Not not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so if you just want to go through and just kind of say what your name is and what you do in the band uh, for everyone listening. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Mike. I play bass and I scream really loud sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Chris. I do all like the looping guitars and a lot of singing and sense shit. And uh, I'm Connor. I play drums uh, and that's it. I hit really, really hard and it makes a lot of noise. <laughs> So I recently came across pronouns for everyone listening, uh, and like I came for especially I came across like the the latest EP, uh, Purblind, and it it just rips so well, and I was just like, okay, I need to have this band on, shit rips. Wow. So stoked that you get you all were able to come on and uh, and get this going. So um, figure we'll start at the the very beginning, and how did pronouns come to be at the very oh wow uh so like pronouns has been a thing for about 10 years now uh i kind of just i started solo as a way to just like practice guitar i was writing for have mercy at the time and then i eventually just ended up writing more and more music on my own and eventually needed a full band so a few years ago, I met Mike at a random show. Like, I I booked you for my birthday show. I threw uh, a right, birthday show, and I had band drop, and I had you open, and you were playing acoustic. Yes. I remember I heard you playing, and I'm like, oh, damn. It's like, this reminds me of, like, Emo Side Project. Like, I, I vibe with this. Right. And then we linked up at Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday and Coheed. 
we linked up at a show and Chris asked me to play bass. I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck yeah. I'm not doing anything right now. Like my old band just broke up like a year before, like my guitarist moved to Texas. We all split up. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll join our band. I got nothing better to do right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, uh, I asked someone I knew if there was like a way that I could try to get more involved with like playing drums, like probably with them at the time, but they were like with enough people, but he directed me towards Chris and I uh, sent him a message and was like, hey, uh, I heard you need a drummer, so. Yeah, it was really crazy. Like 2019 was like the worst year for us with drummers. We went through four, four? Yeah. Like, we had two official drummers and then like a handful of fill-ins for shows. Five, we had five. We had five drummers that year. It was five. And then Connor here was like, at a time where I was just like dying in this band, like, oh, what is gonna happen next? Like, what are we gonna do about this drummer thing? Connor wanted to play drums for us, and like, that's so awesome that he wanted to play drums for this band. Like, it came at like a perfect time because we we're working on like writing newer music, and then our second drummer quit, and we we're just sitting there, and we we're like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Like, we just lost. The rhythm section pretty much yeah. and we just check our instagram dms and connor's in there and he sends us a video of him playing through one of the songs off the first full band ep uh out of code and we we're just like okay yeah let's give him a shot yeah this is the hardest song to play too he, he, yeah he chose escaflones the hardest song to play on drums it was I mean, the song rocks. The I song rocks. So I, play it, so I was like, yeah. hey. But no, and but I was still like, I, I really, really haven't been playing with anyone like at all. So I was just trying to find a way to get involved because I, I like playing drums. So yeah. I was just asking. I'm glad you did. Really oh, yeah. This is cool. No, yeah, that's, that's amazing because normally, like you were saying, how you went through all those drummers that's normally how it is in like every scene i feel like where there's only so many drummers and everyone's just rotating through them so it's yeah. it's amazing that like you were able to connect with connor and like actually find like a full replacement so crazy the thing with that is too like i um i work with like a booking company and like a lot of hardcore metalcore bands um you know touring through and locally and I, we must have, Chris shoots all the photography for all those shows as well. So it's like, he's always been around at gigs and we're just like, we asked like a handful of people and they're just like, nah, we're too busy. We're in like eight other bands. Like, yeah. Drummers in like eight other bands. Except for you, you're in only, only in one other band. Yeah. Only one. Only one. <laughs> Rare. For now, for right? But, yeah, it's pretty low, like the other one. There's like eight drummers in all of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> much. I, I'm pretty sure there's only like 20 throughout the U.S., so it, it makes sense. <laughs> and Travis Barker is like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything. Like I didn't even see the, the new Willow Smith song. Yeah. I didn't even see him in it. I just heard the hi hat and the way it was just like the way he was writing it. It's like Travis Barker. Yeah. <laughs> Just now. Just now. Sorry. Welcome to Baltimore. So yeah, let's let's talk about per, Perblind a little bit. Uh, like that's yeah. the one that I found that led me to you guys. Um, super sick, and I gotta say, you really tripped me up with the start of the whole EP with Cruel Runnings just because it comes in so like heavy and everything and then it like the whole EP kind of shifts but it's a great shift at the same time but I mean Cruel Runnings for sure brought me in and then the rest of it just kept me there so like I'm, mad I'm glad pops. Cruel Runnings is a, is a two-part song on the first on our first full band EP How to Cope there's a there's also a Cruel Runnings and you can pretty much play them back to back, and they're just like seamless. Okay. They're close to each other. Um, 
Herbaline was like, uh, it took a while to get there, but I absolutely love it. Like, um, the vocalist that on, on Cruel Runnings on Full Throttle, uh, he's actually the vocalist of my other, I'm in another band, Knife Spitter, and he does vocals for them. And I just asked him one day randomly if you want to do a feature. He said yes. And the next thing I know, the next thing I know, he has killed this feature. Like, I am just like jaw, jaw wide open. Like, how did these sounds come out of this body? Like, wow. So the majority of that EP was actually recorded in my basement. Um, yeah. Except for drums on two of the songs, we had Peyo from Kanashi actually come in and play drums on what was it? Peyo played drums on on Cool Runnings Two and uh, Rat Poison. Yeah, and the other two drums were tracked by our friend Ian, who did all the drums on the first EP Code as well. Um, and our friend Paul did all the mixing and mastering, of course. We just did all the stems at my place, and then we just bounced them over him, and he did all the mixing and mastering. Yeah, it kind of just like, as a continuation from when I started the band, I would do all the recording myself in my bedroom and just make and produce everything myself. Kind of just, we kept doing the same thing, kept it in-house as we became a full band. It's just a lot, a lot easier to get our sound that way. Um, and then... Then with uh, Her Blind, was that something you were planning to release at that time, or was it, like, halted and delayed because of Corona, like everything else? It actually was, yeah. We actually had planned to release it, like, January or February that year. No, no, March, March or April. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right. a springtime release, because we were going to uh, have that show. But, um, yeah, with just with COVID, uh, it just shutting everything down, we kind of couldn't get the drum stems from, you know, our session drummer, or just things took a, a, a while longer because everything shut down for a while. But it, it feels like the whole world kind of got put on pause for like five, six months during that time. Yeah, they, we were sitting there, we were just like, we really wanted like hijack this process and just push it forward, but it's like. We must have retracked those guitars like four or five times. Like every time we would go back and revisit, we're just like, ah, let's just do it fresh. And I also just remembered that we had, uh, you know, we had asked three other drummers yeah. before because it was originally going to be a three track EP. Yep. So we were going to have a different drummer for each track. And that just fell through because we're just waiting on people. To and with that, that really would have went to the different sound on each track as well. Yeah. Different drummer for a different genre read song which is really what what pro downs is like i call it we call it daisy core because there really is no like proper genre to describe us I, we fit in so many boxes yeah i think that's one thing i really enjoy about listening to your band is just that it's not not that there's anything against bands that just stick with one sound on an ep or anything like that but it, it's nice when it's like mixed up and I feel like you all do it really well and are able to transition and like pick the right way to display it on the EPs and it just makes sense. Like it works very well. Thank you. I feel like at some point we really want to end up in a position where we have enough songs of in each little pocket to where we can play a set, a hardcore show and play a set at like an emo gig the next day. And we're just Transition just and it would like a pop punk show on the weekend. Just yeah, pizza. Complain <laughs> <laughs> to all the other bands because nobody goes to pop punk. Dude, we are a, we are a band's band. That's all right. Yeah, That's, it's okay with me. We've met some of the coolest people just playing band's band shows. Like some of the coolest people. Yeah, Soren, Heaven's Sake, Lotus Kid. Lotus Kid was cool some rad shows um, and then 
if I didn't bring it up, I'd be a terrible uh, host and presenter. But for everyone that's looking at your your Facebook and your basically your socials, you do have hinting that new music is coming. Uh, I think I saw a post that said you're still planning to do two releases still this year. Um, yes. For everyone that's listening, like, what can we expect from that? You can expect uh, it's going to be a lot more straightforward this time around, to be honest. A bit more straightforward emo and straightforward alternative uh, punk, I guess I'd, I call it. It's going to be a lot darker, a lot darker, a lot, a lot darker tone wise. Yeah. yeah, we're still the same positive band sometimes. Okay, well, I'm I'm definitely stoked to to hear when that comes out, um, and to to jam it when it when it does come out. I hope everyone else is as excited, and for everyone that's listening, definitely go check out Purblind and uh, How to Cope because two EPs uh, are really solid, and I mean I I dig it. So thank you, thank you, yeah. Um, one thing I also before we. You know, fully get into like the later half of the episodes where everyone's kind of loose and the more fun stories come out. But I did see something on your Instagram uh, where someone did the the cynicism challenge. Like, what what's the story behind that, and, and like how how can people still be a part of this? <laughs> so that was really random. A, um, a friend, a, a buddy of mine, and a band Sunny Mondays we're doing a split with. One day, just sent me a video of someone making a Jack and Coke to the first half of cynicism. And he just chugs it straight. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I remember you sent that in like the group chat and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Jesse did it. Yeah. With a full glass of Jack and Coke. And I was oh. just like, and it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Full, like you know, you fill up the glass and you leave like uh, like a quarter of it. No, it was like filled to the brim, and he just slams it like what ten seconds, if that. Mm-hmm. Wild. No, it's crazy. <laughs> so what happens is you just you start the song cynicism, and you get up yourself a glass, and you take your drink and you just pour the entire drink into the glass. Glad I missed my skateboard. <laughs> before they try to get in glass, and then you chug it before the, the first chorus ends, I believe. Yeah. Before the first chorus ends. Yep. Because what's the point in living if you can't <laughs> chug a drink? So, so far you've only had two people do this, or have there been more than these two that you've... I feel like somebody else sent it to us. I think there's been more than two, but right now I can only... I remember we got one on Snapchat one time. Oh, yeah. But I don't save those a lot. Yeah. But um, I also encourage anyone listening who does who does not drink to use fruit punch or lemonade or even water. Those are all great alternatives. And if you do choose to drink, please drink responsibly and do not drink and drive. <laughs> Uh, and for, for people that are listening and they decide to do uh, one of these challenges, where should they send it to? Uh, they could send it to us on, on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. It's what, Pronouns Noise? Pronouns Noise is our Instagram. If you send it to us, we will absolutely repost it, share it, and be super appreciative of the fact that you even listen to our band. Yeah. So uh, for everyone listening... You know, I'm a big drinking uh, podcast, oh. so definitely go uh, go give that a shot. Who knows? Maybe I'll do it one of these days for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely repost it. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not something we really like plan to start being a thing, but we'll rock with it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to promote drinking. No. I mean, Connor just turned twenty-one. <laughs> like two. Barely two months ago. Yeah, barely. So I couldn't, like, I don't want to promote that, but, you know. Drink responsibly. Yeah, drink drink responsibly. That's, that's, that's the tagline. Pronounce cynicism challenge. 
drink responsibly. Be careful. Yes. <laughs> be fucking What's careful. the point in drinking if you're not doing it responsibly? <laughs> there we go. It's true. Very true. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm gonna stay here for a while after I drink this. Right. That's yeah. That's safe. I'm gonna stay here because I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of drinking responsibly, what is everyone drinking tonight? Oh, PBR fresh out the can. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be mixing up with the Angry Orchard uh, fruit, uh, hard fruit cider, the peach mango, but every now and then I think I'll be mixing in a uh, PBR as well. Hell yeah. And I've got spiked Arnold Palmer. Nice. How are those? I, I, I've been curious about trying those. They're really good. They taste just like an Arnold Palmer. Uh, barely, like, you barely taste the alcohol in it. It's only 5%, but it tastes like an Arnold Palmer, and they're even great at room temperature. Good to know. I recently had uh, the White Claws tea ones, and those ones weren't too bad. So. I've been meaning to try those. Yeah, the Fresh Lemonade are very good. You yeah. like the Arnold Palmer. Well, those, uh, the lemonade ones, I will say, are, are fairly, uh, you really can't taste, yeah, like, similar to the other, uh, low alcohol consistency. It tastes like a lemonade. It just tastes like a lemonade, you know? Yeah. But, uh, robust, but. Kind of like pink with me. Huh? Like pink with me, the pink, the pink lemonade. Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> it, it's vodka, and it just oh. tastes like pink lemonade. I don't drink like that, but it is great. <laughs> Where are you drinking tonight? Uh, so the the listeners will probably be happy to know that I'm tonight not drinking a PBR like I normally do. Uh, I I had Rolling Rocks that I needed to finish, so I grabbed those instead. Yeah. Love me a good Rolly. Yeah. But normally, 90% of these episodes, I'm drinking PBRs all day. We, so. we love PBR here. I, I have a PBR tattoo. You had or have? I have one. I actually... Um, so it's funny, my tattoo artist, he, um, I went to the shop one day and he was just like, you want to do matching PBR cans? I'm like, yeah, sure, but who's tattooing yours? And he's like, you are. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. So mine, of course, came out like, you know, looking like a PBR can. And <laughs> yes. he calls his PBR dissected. <laughs> um, it's, it's so fuzzy, isn't it? Yeah, it's really fuzzy. It's really splotchy. He, he just kept telling me, just whip the lines, just whip the lines. I'm like, I'm scared. I don't want it to hurt. <laughs> like, I am not, I'm not cut for tattooing. I, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> but me and him have matching, air quotes, PBR tattoos. We're going to get matching tattoos. Here we are. Yeah. I already have my pronouns. I don't. Grand is my life. Like, it is. I mean, it's been like a third of your life at this point. Yeah, it's it's all it's everything that I am, everything that I ever will be, is this band. So. Yeah, I respect it. Um, so since we, we, we've been talking about drinks and, and everything like that, kind of leads us into um, the, what I like to say is the fun part of the episodes. Um, so in, in this part is where we just talk about past show tour stories or anything like that. And, uh, they can be great, fun, happy, terrible, shitty, horrendous, whatever good stories you guys got. Uh, I always love hearing stories from, from shows and tours. Or, or show stories. What is, dude, we have, remember that show, remember that house show we played, um, which one? <laughs> I think it was right after the tour when we went to uh, Niagara Falls. So, exactly like, no, right before the Niagara Falls tour. We played on the porch. Yes, 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 yes. That was Jamie's birthday party. Yeah, we, we, we played a house show on someone's back deck. The entire time we thought we were going to be playing in the basement, but then it changed it to be on the back deck. We, we, we played there before. We, we, so the year before he had a birthday party, this dude, this dude Jamie, I know, he, um, he was having a birthday party and I was supposed to go that night and we were at band practice earlier that day. And we were sitting there just like, 
I was scrolling through Facebook, like, you know, between songs or whatever, and they saw, like, I saw somebody post, like, hey, if you have any musical instruments you want to bring, like, feel free to pull through. I'm like, what if I brought a whole band? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. So we end up playing in the basement of this dude's place for his birthday. Um, we brought a PA and it didn't work. So we were just screaming over the drums and the instruments the whole time. You could hear us. We couldn't talk for like a hot week after yeah. that, but there's a video on our, on our YouTube. Yeah. Pronouns live 2019. It's of that basement show. And I'm still surprised to this day how well you can hear the vocals without a PA. But we went to play it again. And this time, there were, first of all, there's half as many people there. Half as many people there, but we did bring another band. We did bring another band. And an actual working PA this time. Yes. But we played outside on, the, on this guy's deck at about 9 p.m. Yep. It was dark. It was already dark by the time we started playing. 9.30. 9.30. It, it had to be 9.30. I think we probably played around 10 o'clock. 10.30. 10.30? Had to be 10.30. Had to be 10.30. And it was late. It was late as shit. And, you know, we get there. And I'm like, you know what? We're definitely going to get a noise complaint. The neighbors are outside. <laughs> but whatever. We're, let's just fucking rock. We, we, we rock the set. We kill it. We, uh, we end at like 10.55. Yeah, we end right before the noise curfew. Like, right before it. And as we're, like, you know, breaking down afterwards, someone's like, yeah, so the cops were at the end of the driveway. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. Really? <laughs> and I, I I jump off the deck and just look down the driveway, see a cop car, and walk right up to him and go, hey, dude, we're done. It's cool. You can leave. And he's like, oh, no. I was just hanging out to hear the music, <laughs> which it threw me the fuck off. I was <laughs> like, oh, uh, okay, well, we're called Pronouns. Let me grab you a CD. And like... He literally pulled out his phone, looked us up on Facebook, and followed us right there on the spot. Wow. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I hate cops, but like, sure, we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. It, it, it threw me for a loop because I was just like, oh, this, this dude's going to be a total dickhead. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Not, you know, I. And me being like post, post set, like, euphoria like not giving a fuck about anything. It's like, I'm going to be the guy that goes up to him and confronts this guy. <laughs> like, just like, I just wanted to, it's like, I'm going to do it. I don't fucking care. Like, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> do it. <laughs> There's witnesses here. But like, at least he liked our band. And like, I am like, I think like of all the people that are like our band, I was like, not two people that are the same. Yeah. Like, no two people like our band are the same or listen to the same genre of music, even. And that's great. I want to have, like, a wide audience at our show. I want to, like, not appeal to as many people as I can, but, right. like... I mean, not only that. I mean, I feel like, post-COVID, I feel like there need to be a lot more cross-genre shows. Bring that. Oh, yeah. Back. And it, it, it's got to be totally inclusive. I mean, let's have jam bands playing with rappers and then hip hoppers and then jazz musicians. One, then... Of the, one of the first tours I went on as a photographer, I saw a jam band, a rap, a rap artist, and two pop punk bands in a basement. Yeah, and it was one of the sickest shows I've ever seen. I um, I've like I've had crossover shows here and there. I mean, what our tour we had Ricky. Headline. Ricky did headline, and that was, they were like, uh, Ricky was like a Brockhampton style, like collective, yes, Brockhampton. Brockhampton. Was, like five or six, like art students, whatever. And we had Dolphin Hotel play that show too, and they're oh, like, so sick. they're like, kind of like the Smiths, secure, like kind of like shoegazy, super like phaser heavy with synths. Like, I don't know. I, it's, it's 2021. Grow up. More crossover shows. Yeah. I, I want. I want more crossover shows. Especially, yeah. like, we just fit right in the middle. Yeah. Of, of that. Scene. We fit any transition. I'm, yeah. I'm down to play fucking everything. <laughs> uh, speaking of shows, do you have anything lined up so far for for this year? 
currently, no. Um, currently, we are working on getting the two um, two releases out and writing for a full length. Uh, planning on doing that. Uh, so shows are kind of on the back burner, even though we absolutely miss playing shows. Like there's, I have not. I've seen live music once in the last year, and that was outside at a pizza place. And I was just like, I cannot wait to see live music. Like, I'm just staring at your hoodie right now. It's like, I wish I could see Centerfold right now. Oh, like, dude, me too. Anything to see Centerfold right now. Oh my gosh. I like, was playing with Centerfold. They were like, I, 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 there's just something about Centerfold that was so good. Yeah. They're, they're some of the best people that I've ever met with touring or doing anything like that. And, uh, stayed at Ben's place a couple times and like I just love those dudes to death and Ben is a man yeah last time I was at Ben's house I slept outside of Ben that was sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have any crazy show stories I know you like you haven't been in the band that long but I will say my favorite so far uh, we played a show in Pittsburgh oh, which yes um I just thought it was awesome because I, I like going to Pittsburgh. I've been there twice, and the first time it was to see my favorite band. And then, like, after that, yeah, I went to go see Death Cab for Cutie at Stage AE, and it was, like, the coolest experience ever of my entire life. And then being able to go back, like, seven months later. And, I didn't even realize. Oh, my yeah, God. It was, like, right then. And then uh, we played at this guy's house in his basement. The basement was, like, it was crazy. It was, it was a punk awesome. house. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. You, you had a section with all your couches with people in the corner sitting down. And then right when you walked in, like, he had, uh, like, a washer and dryer set up. But he, it was the merch stand. Yep. That was merch stand. So you walk in, there's all of that. And then he had a the designated stage area. And then a closet behind that, which is where all the bands put their stuff. And uh, people on the stairs, which was just a fire hazard. <laughs> It's cool, yeah. but playing. Oh, and who, <laughs> like, wasn't that a who, who played the Locust Kid? Lotus, Lotus Kid, yeah. Lotus Kid, and uh, they were what after? They were before us. Yes. Wasn't there one band after us? Yes, it was. Uh, and it was that Super Matthew band. Oh, yes, it was. was, and it was so cool. And oh, it's me. But the coolest thing about that is uh, so afterwards we. The next day, we had to be uh, back in Maryland, Kent Island, to play a show at uh, Cult Classic Brewery, which was another great, uh, that was cool. But uh, after the show's over, we're packing up, everyone's leaving, and we're thinking, all right, we're just going to go crash in the SUV that we were renting or using from Chris's friend? Yes. And... uh, Wilfred. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree. Uh, it, it was Anton Ego. Oh, Anton Ego. Yeah. But uh, after that, the owner of the house, who was also the uh, guy running sound, yeah. came up and was like, hey, you know, like, uh, are you guys, like, covered? You know, like, you staying somewhere? Are you leaving? And we were like, oh, yeah, we were just going to go crash in the SUV overnight. Cause we, like I said, we had to be back in Maryland the next morning. He was like, oh, well, you can just stay the night. So we, he had vegan chili, sticky rice, and always sunny playing. And I was eating sticky rice, and we like passed out watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which ruled. <laughs> so, and yeah, woke up the next morning and started our trek to full classic. Yep. But I don't know, that's just like my favorite one so far, besides, uh, uh, what was that one called? Free Farm? Free Farm. Free Farm. Which ruled. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. But, that was, that was actually the last gig we played. Yeah, oh, man, that was wild. The last gig we played, we opened with the first song from Curbline. And there was a pit for that song. And like immediately. Immediately, <laughs> I, just, I just remember just like glazing over and just being like, what is happening? In right all. I feel like the spirits took over all of us during that set. Like I, I, I literally remember seeing Peach Face just like get like knocked out in the in the pit. It's like, oh my gosh, that was my fault. <laughs> I want to say I remember a cool like two minutes of that set and sound check, 
And the rest of that, I was just whacked out vibing the whole time, just vibing. The thing with Free Farm is that there was no central heat, and it was in the middle of February. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the whole was February. It was, late, it was late day. Yeah, so we were sitting there, like, in it's like it's a community farm down in Baltimore City, down in Hampton, and everybody was just crowded around a fire pit, like trying to warm up. And then the band would get on, and everybody, the whole crowd would go see the band, and then everybody would go back to the fire pit, and then go back to the band. So it's like a traveling body heat heater. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've actually played a set wearing a hoodie, like actually cool. keeping a hoodie on the whole set. But no, for uh, Eska, there, there's a really cool video that someone shot when we were playing Eska. Yeah. And uh, there's a moment when, you know, all the instruments, you know, come back in together. And Chris, <laughs> Chris decided to, like, imagine performing a backflip, but you don't jump off. So you fall backwards and almost takes out the drum set. And then... <laughs> Like the the camera guy immediately like shifts the crowd. <laughs> it goes from Chris rolling on his back to just the crowd like has like a push pit going. Oh, it's just like I was rolling around. <laughs> on our Instagram. Yeah, oh, I love that one. But that was the last show we played. I had so much fun playing that show. We had so many like just local friends there, and the food. Oh, oh, spectacular. Mama Saray oh. makes some of the best food I've ever had at a show. Unexpected. Didn't, didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Like, here comes the announcement. There's food. And we go back behind. There's where, like, uh, what, rice, beans, oh, probably a protein. There was something, I believe, that was, like, either vegetarian friendly, but I can't remember what it was. It was some type of curry. Yeah, it was probably an eye. annihilated that. It was yeah. insane. It was <laughs> Shout out Free Farm. Um, it's a community-run farm in Baltimore City in Hamden. And, I mean, COVID fucked everything up for a lot of people. But Mama Saray cooks up food for the homeless and people in need around Baltimore City. Um, and we actually wanted to do a benefit, like, live stream during the pandemic. But things did not pan out for that. But we still need to find a way to help them out. Yes. I think I was just wondering, um, I'm not sure if they're still running a GoFundMe. Um, I will look into that. Yeah. I will, I will post it on our Instagram. Yeah. So for the, the, you know, for the next week, just so anyone who wants to look into it can find the information. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to playing there again in the future. 100% because having bands there helps them out and it, helps us out because Baltimore City doesn't have too many venues. Hmm. There's for smaller bands at least. I mean you have your soundstage Ramshead, but as far as like smaller venues there's there's rituals. Um I heard Joe Square was back. I don't know about oh, that though. Back? I, I, yeah, I remember Metro Gallery sidebar and besides that I don't know who else made it past the pandemic. I think the crowd's still around. The crown is still around, but besides that, there's not too many smaller venues for like smaller DIY bands to play. No, and Free Farm is one of the spots where it's just like, oh, dude, and you know now that there that we're, we're opening back up, everything, everything's gonna be such a battle royale. Yeah, to get a show. But there's like, it, there's no overhead. It's all donation based, so That's it's awesome. one of the spots where it's just like, okay. This is like a give what you can give type deal, but what they do is really amazing for the area. Yeah, I played. I think uh, Bull Band. We've only played there once, right? We were supposed to play there another time, but but I played. I played Free Farm about five or six times between Burnout and '96 Olympics. Yeah, and every every time it's just been a great show. Even if the turnout wasn't great, the entire uh, vibe. Food was great. She's always cooked food for us. Like, this is absolutely a great place to play. Oh no, <laughs> I'm agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, major props to them, and and like I've said on past episodes, uh, with everything opening back up, definitely go out and support those venues that are 
keeping the scene alive, especially since they're, I mean, there's no overhead, everything's donation-based, and they're doing all this extra stuff during the pandemic, definitely they need to be uh, kept going. So anyone in Baltimore, go check these guys out there, hopefully soon, uh, and just keep that place alive. Keep all your small venues alive. Yes, please. Keep your bar <laughs> Support small venues and tip the bartenders there. Yeah. Because and don't do. ask for guest list right away. Yeah. No, do not ask for guest list. Yeah. All right, so... More mixed genre shows in 2021. No more guests in 2021. <laughs> if you want to see a band, pay to see the band. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. It's ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the last time they played a ten dollar show. To be honest. True. Uh, the brewery probably. Uh, the brewery was sick. I think we could play there again. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, fun fact actually. Passed by there the other day, and as soon as I noticed it, going to Ocean City, as soon as I saw it. I sat there and I was uh, I was with a friend of mine. And I started slapping her arm. I was like, "Look, it's called classic." I played there. Once. <laughs> I played there once. I went on tour. It was my one experience, but it was cool. That's uh, right. That was your first. That was your first. That was right? that weekend. Yeah. yeah. I called off that Friday. I had a dentist appointment that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Pronouns making dreams come true. So. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, you had played a show in like a couple of years before joining, like a year before joining. No, my my first show with pronouns is actually my last show with my old band Suburbs. Oh, that's I played two sets in one night on top of my booking company booked that show, and I never want to do anything like that ever again. Oh, that was Boston days. That was hell. It's heavy. Yeah. It was like a rainy day. It was a rainy night in the middle of July, so it's like 95 degrees, super humid in the place. Oh, yeah. And it was a surprisingly packed out show. It was who who paid who played that? It was late. Postseason. Uh, post okay. Postseason. We opened. Postseason played. Cross, crosswinds. Crosswinds. Uh, something more. Something more. Suburbs and I think Flower. There was a highest honor secret set too that night. Really? I, I believe so. Or what? No, 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 no. No, something more was a secret set that Something night. more was a secret set. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which was cool, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. They're, they're like papers now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were supposed to play best last year. They were. I don't have. I'm like, I didn't see anything like last week. So. I'll look into that. Because they were like. I remember they had some like good songs coming up. Something more was like something yeah. more towards was a lot back in the yeah. day. And uh they had some like they're working on some good shit before they changed their name. Like I'm sure it's still like so good. Yeah. Um so before we, we kinda wind down here, um I know Connor you kinda mentioned your your favorite moment of being in pronouns, getting to play in Pittsburgh and, and getting that experience and stuff like that. Um, for for uh, the other two, like what what's been your highest, most favorite moment since being in pronouns? Honestly, I would say probably the last time we toured up to Long Island. Um, I've played Long Island in my other band a handful of times. Um, I have a lot of love for the island up there, and I have a lot of friends up there. Um, my buddies in Soren, Off Guard, they both used to be in a band together called The World Between. Um, but we played this bowling alley. On, yeah, <laughs> we played this bowling alley on East Islip, and it was definitely an experience to play a set on the bowling lanes. Ooh. I've yeah. never done anything like that in my life. Like I played in some weird spots, but like playing on the lanes was, I was like, should I be wearing shoes? Like what, what, what do I do here? Uh, my name is Peggy Ho and I wear a <laughs> But we, um, that was with our second permanent drummer. And that night, he got trashed after the set. And he was playing, they were playing like kickball or soccer in the parking lot after the gig. Did with I just, like, bring 
ball with me? Yeah, you, you brought like a kickball, and him and Josh, are, he did guest vocals on the first Cruel Runnings, and he did merch for us on the tour and guest vocals. He, um, him and Isaiah were playing like kickball right in the parking lot. I see just like in my peripherals, this big 18 wheeler pulling into the lot. I see just Izzy chasing the soccer ball, like a small child, like crossing the road. I'm just like, oh my God, he's going to die. We're, we're responsible for this. And he like, all you hear is and he just grabs the ball, falls over, gets up and just runs out of the way. <laughs> But playing playing Long Island, seeing like all my family up there was like really, really good. I I love playing the island. It's a good yeah. good spot for music. <laughs> all my favorite time. bands are from there, from on the ashes, glass shawl, all that shit. <laughs> we don't, we, don't talk we can't talk about that band. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about the name, the reason behind Daisy Court. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, like I love playing playing in Long Island. That was sick. Like that whole night was just great. Traffic, however, was not. <laughs> Completing my manga collection the next day, though, was sick. Oh, that was tight. That's all you achieved. That's all me. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, yeah, besides like that, that show, that tour was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. After New York, I thought, though. Niagara Falls was tight. That was, that was two years ago today, actually. Yes, it was. We were at Niagara. And then we shot the Simpson music video two yeah. years today. Two years ago today, in Buffalo. we were in Buffalo shooting the music video for Cynicism, which is on the How to on the Kill Um Your favorite? My favorite moment in this in this band over the last <laughs> just like that uh, over the last ten. Let years. me think. <laughs> um, most definitely, like top of the list is the moment I decided to be full band when the Northbound show happened. Like, Northbound is my favorite band. They're from, Northbound is from Boca Raton, Florida. Um, they started off as a solo project and then evolved into a full band, much like we did. Um, just very relatable. Favorite band, have a tattoo. Got to open for them, and it was the first full band show ever. And from that moment on, I just knew there was no going back to playing acoustic. It was all going to be loud, fast, and angry from then on out. Uh, but besides that, I probably would say, I have to say the Free Farm Show, 100%. Because after a year of playing those shows at Free Farm solo, and having so many people be like, oh, where's Mike? We want to hear Pronouns full band. I can imagine what this sounds like. And I want to hear you guys full band. All the people that had been at those shows showed up to the last time we played Free Farm. And we... That was probably one of the best sets we played. Yeah, yeah we played to so many people that had, not, had never seen us but wanted to see us before. So many friends that had not being able to catch us because they were playing other shows that night or had other obligations. Uh, and I think a friend of your mom came to the show. Like, yeah, uh, I had a friend of my mom show up. Yeah. I had uh, my roommate at the time show up. <laughs> who also brought a friend of mine as well uh, yeah. to work. And at the funniest part is because my roommate at the time loves getting into like the center of the pits loves getting you know like punched in the face in the center of ice nine stills concert loves that and was bringing my friend up to the front of the show who never i don't think has been to a like a local show at all or practically any type of concert right very quiet to himself and is just at the front you know packed like just trying to enjoy the show but didn't want to leave you know the only people the only person there they knew, and it, but it was oh, that was amazing. I, Friends, you know, I just had everyone. Just being able to play the entire EP for people that had loved it for a year and not being able to catch it full band, it just made it. It was all worth it. It was it was all worth it, and it was leading to a very good good year until two weeks later 
when they were trying to shut everything down. Mm. Which was so, it's so crazy to think about. It's so crazy to think that in the span of two weeks, it's just like your entire year went out the window. Oh. We, were, we were at like an all time high and then it just tanked. Like yeah. we had, there's so many, it just like so many shows for us and tours for us, but like so many, like the Glassjaw show you had tickets to mm-hmm. in May, that got canceled. Yep. Like so many shows just like went out the window and it's just like, wow. Is music ever going to come back? Will things ever be the same? That, uh, not mistaken, we had some stuff lined up that we wanted to do in the summer yeah. that uh, we were excited for, extremely excited for. Yep. Uh, then, of course, that had to cancel, and it was just like, well. Yeah, Curbline. I, there's sometimes when I forget that Curbline used to be yellow mm-hmm. because it was going to be a springtime release. And we were going to do a week long tour from Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we were supposed to play with Ryan Patrick White. We were supposed to play with Cast and Blood in Connecticut. Oh, my God. That would have been so sick. That would have been so fucking cool. The thing that was, was like, that that set of shows was in the same year as the one show in Frederick we played, where it was just a drive out to Frederick in the middle of the week, and it was... We played with the Will Away that day. We played with the awesome. Will Away. That was like, Ooh. having known a Will Away for five years prior to that show, and finally being able to play with them and like share my art with a band whose art I have loved for years. It's just like, this makes everything worth it. Like those are some of the best people I've ever I've ever met in my life. Matt and Colin and and Sean. There's some of the best people I've ever met, and so influential. Just like finally able to play with them was great. And Tony got to come out. Mm. I think we probably played for about. I think there were probably five people in the actual crowd. Mm-mm. No, no. There's like a solid twelve. Twelve. <laughs> Not in bands. Yeah. Twelve. Solid twelve. Okay. Yeah. Don't be the super sick sound guy. I'm here to sound for the night. Can't even hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. I'm surprised we got we got that. Yeah, but it was a good one. Yeah, I want to I want to play more like that. Yeah, I want to play more like that. <laughs> I, I feel like for 2021, I want to play more games like that. Remember when we played with Forges and Lawrence and Normandy? Lawrence and Normandy and Fulbright. Yep. That was a cool gig. Who, I remember one of the bands ended up bringing out, they had like a friend who was like an artist painter. So during the set, basically, he had a canvas and he would tie it to this, it it, it was like, it was like a tripod with like a spinner on it. Basically, as the band would play, he would do like Jackson Pollock style splatter art along with the music. Whoa. Each song he would change the canvas out, and then at the end of the okay, set, he would sell them. But like, yeah. like for each song, he'd like write the title on it, and then he just he would sell it at the merch table. Did so he... it was like bring like like visual arts and music like coming together. It was one of the coolest like ideas I've seen in a while. Like seeing something like that happen on stage, somebody painting alongside a band playing behind them is super cool. That's dope. Things like that. Um, so as we as we fully wind down here, I just want to give another shout out to Pronouns for uh, stopping by and wanting to be a part of this. Um, for everyone that's listening and they're looking for Pronouns music merch or just anything else in general by by the, the three of you, where can they find it? Uh, music and merch can be found on pronouns.bandcamp.com as well as on Spotify. And we have a big, we have a, uh, we have a big cartel. It's Pronouns Noise, I believe. Yes. Yes, Pronouns Noise, bigcartel.com. Um, it's Pronouns MD on Bandcamp. Yes. Um, Bryce Connor's not wearing a Kerbalon shirt right now. Yeah, I, uh, it's in the washing machine. I'm to work Monday. Um, but we're on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, Title, all that good stuff. All, all 
every streaming service TikTok, much. TikTok, Instagram, like we're everywhere. Yep. Now that I think about it, I don't think I gave the girl at Ollie's the right like handle lined up. She'll find them. She'll find it. She'll figure it out. Give her two stickers. Yeah, awesome. give her two stickers. She'll find us. Yeah, she'll, she'll find it. Um, <laughs> Uh, before we fully take off, do you have any last words, shout-outs, or anything you want to tell the people? Any shout-outs? You go first. <laughs> oh, me? I yeah, you go first. first. Yeah. All right, shout-out. <laughs> shout-out Chris Schwartz. Shout-out Sunny Mondays. Shout-out Kaonachi. What? They're, they're, no, they're, 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 they're the real one. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. Sunny they're, Mondays. They're real. The Sunny Mondays. Oh, and I'm about right. to... God, just Sunny Mondays. That's as much as I can think of. They rule. Check on your friends. You know, at, not everyone is doing great these days. I want to give a shout-out to Austin, the other half of Free State Collective. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Nice Fitter. Oh, yeah. Bedroom Floor. Um, you know, <laughs> all the people who support just the local Baltimore scene in general, whether it be hardcore emo, DIY, jam bands, whatever, um, all art is great art. I want to give a shout out to the people who run all of the smaller venues across the United States, of course, as well. Um, it, it's a thankless job, but at the end of the day, a a lot of music scenes would not thrive without them. I, man. Your mom. Your <laughs> <laughs> mom. How Connor's mom? Oh, she, Your mom oh, is sick. She loves to berate us on uh, on Twitter about not getting her sheets. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. I think we're getting give her the kind I have in the refrigerator. We just went today too. Oh, <laughs> She's <laughs> gonna see it. She's gonna hear it. <laughs> oh no! As soon as I tell her, she's gonna be like, "Oh, where can I find this?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man, I just anyone who is looking to support like a local scene in some way, like a local band or a venue, there's shout out to this to anyone who's trying to keep the music scene active through the year that everyone has suffered through. And I feel like if we, you know. I don't know, pitching to try to make shows happen safely still, you know, I feel like we're going to be able to like keep that, you know, happening. But besides shouts, I, I really don't. Um, I guess final shout out they would be, I just want to like thank anyone who's ever supported this band or like just helped at all listen to me just complain or just ramble about pronouns. That's all I ever talk about. Uh, I see you. You're valid. You're loved. Um, thank you. Shout out L. Rogers for making all of our art ever like the best human ever. Um, yeah, that's really it. Like, peace, love, pronouns. Uh, hell yeah. Um, if, real quick, if you or anyone you know wants to be in an episode of Beers of Bands, Feel free to send it my way. Um, I was down to check out new music and hang out with new people. Uh, thank you one more time to Pronouns for stopping by. I truly appreciate it. I know I say it all the time, but it really does mean a lot to me that people actually give a shit or want to be on an episode. Um, thank so, you for having us. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I will catch everyone on the next episode. See ya. Yeah, see ya.